Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. Welcome back, friends. I wanted to say quickly at the beginning here that obviously you know we are nearing the end of Colossians. I've got maybe five to ten more episodes, depending on how everything shakes out toward the end of these verses. But then we will officially be done looking at this book. But I did want to offer one thing as we close. If there are still lingering questions in your mind or heart about Colossians or really anything we've discussed here, I want you to feel free to reach out and I would love to answer those questions. Now, how I would do that will fully depend on the number and nature of the questions that I receive. So I recognize that I've gone pretty in-depth with most of these verses. So if there's not any lingering questions, that's totally fine. But before we would officially wrap up in a couple weeks, I want to at least make that an offer. So feel free, reach out with any questions that you have. And if I get enough, maybe I'll do another episode or two or some sort of Q&A on them. Otherwise, at the very least... I'll be sure to respond to you individually with some thoughts. So let me know if you have any questions. If you're wondering how you can get those in, you can always email me at andrew at providenceomaha.org and you can get your questions in there. But for today, we continue looking at Paul's community with a major New Testament character. So in verse 10, we already heard of his ministry partner and fellow prisoner, Aristarchus. And now he's going to mention another man named Mark. So let me read this verse and we'll discuss Paul's relationship with Mark. Colossians 4 verse 10. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you. And Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, concerning whom you have received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. Do you remember years ago when on Facebook, a main thing that you would notice is someone's relationship status? For some of you, maybe you're too young to have experienced this, or honestly, I don't know, maybe it still happens. I'm not really on Facebook, although I doubt that it happens on Facebook for most people. But regardless, at least when I was in high school or early college, it was a big deal to have your relationship status change on Facebook. It became Facebook official. That was like the official way of solidifying a relationship if it was on Facebook. Now, there was multiple different ways that you could categorize your relationship status. And one of them was putting that your relationship is complicated. You remember that? Always an interesting status to have with someone saying that it's complicated. But I do think that if you were to track Paul's relationship status with his friend Mark, It would be the perfect characterization of the status, it's complicated. Their relationship truly was a bit complex. Let me give you a little bit of insight into it. The Mark that we see here in Colossians 4.10 is most likely John Mark, who also wrote the Gospel of Mark. And we find out here in Colossians 4.10 that Mark is the cousin of Barnabas. Now, when we're talking about Paul's relational network, Barnabas was a major influence in Paul's life. In fact, right after Paul became a Christian, Barnabas took him under his wing and became an advocate and mentor for him. If you remember, Paul was an avid persecutor of the church. He hated Jesus and the whole Jesus movement. 
So when he was converted, right away, the disciples were a little hesitant to fully embrace him. He was going from killing Christians to now calling himself a Christian. Here's how it's explained in Acts chapter 9. And when he, that is Paul, had come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples. And they were all afraid of him, for they did not believe that he was a disciple. So they think that he's tricking him. But listen to Acts 9 verse 27. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared to them how on the road when he had seen the Lord who spoke to him and how at Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus. So the disciples aren't so sure about Paul, but Barnabas becomes his advocate and he befriends him. And then when Paul is set apart for his mission journeys in Acts 13, it also says that Barnabas was set apart with him. So these two are early ministry partners and friends. And when they go on their journey, they take Mark with them. Now, we don't know exactly what happened on this journey, but we do know that something happened and Mark left Paul and Barnabas. And Paul, after that point, did not think that Mark was fit for ministry any longer. And in Acts 15, it is Mark that actually splits up Paul and Barnabas. For they were about to go on another mission journey and Barnabas wanted to take Mark along with them once more. But Paul so vehemently did not want Mark on his mission journeys that he would even split up with his longest advocate and member of his community. And so Paul and Barnabas went two separate ways. Can you imagine the division and relational wreckage that was between Mark and Paul? Think about Mark, knowing that Paul so desperately did not want you around that he was willing to split with his closest ministry friend over you. Imagine how much of a toll that would take on you. Or think about Paul feeling so strongly about this man that you want nothing to do with him. That is a deep relational break. And Acts ends the story with them in a bad relational spot. It's not so much complicated as it is broken. But then you have here in Colossians when Paul mentions him once more. And it doesn't seem with frustration or anger but it is fairly vague. Listen again. Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, concerning whom you have received instructions, if he comes to you, welcome him. Now, we honestly don't really know about what instructions were given to the Colossians about Mark. We don't know why Paul doesn't know if he's going to come to them or not. All of this is fairly vague. He just gets mentioned as a part of Paul's community. So it's starting to get a little more complicated then in our minds. Are they reconciled or restored? Or why would it be that Paul's mentioning him again here? Well, Mark gets mentioned in another place at the very end of Paul's life. This is the final letter that Paul would write at the end of his days. Listen to what Paul says in 2 Timothy 4 verse 11. Paul writes, Luke alone is with me. But get Mark and bring him with you, for he is very useful to me for ministry. Bring Mark to me, Paul says at the end of his life, for he is very useful to me for ministry. The presence of Mark is now so impactful in Paul's last days. 
The relationship that seems complicated by the end of Paul's days seems reconciled. From anger and division to pleading for his presence. A relationship that was broken to its core now seems by the end to be fully reconciled. So here's the one thing I want you to consider as a takeaway from this relationship and this what seems like deep reconciliation between Paul and Mark. I want you to ask yourself, do you have any relationships in your life that need to be reconciled like this? Now here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave it at this today. I want you to simply ask the Lord to bring anyone to mind. And I'm going to encourage you, don't ignore it. Don't push that first person or that second person down. Even as I'm saying this, my guess is that one or two names might pop into your minds. What I want you to do is simply begin to pray. Pray for God to help your heart. Pray for God to prepare your heart. And pray for God to reconcile that relationship. You just take time today to pray. And next time, I'm going to hit this idea again from this verse with some practical ways that we might think and work toward reconciling as a community. So that's going to come next time. But for now, simply pray. This is the first step and the power we have at any sort of reconciliation is to take time to pray. And I believe the power of the gospel can bring deep and true reconciliation. It's a beautiful mark of Christian communities. So begin to pray now. And we'll keep working on this next time. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.